Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Episode 16. To start this podcast off, let's talk a little bit about our solar system, one of my all-time favorite topics. For starters, you need to understand one of the measurements that they use when they're measuring things in space. The measurement is called AU, astronomical unit. Excuse me, one AU is the distance from the Earth to the sun. Jupiter, which is our largest object in our solar system, with the exception of the sun, is slightly over five AUs from the sun, which means it's five times the distance from the sun as the Earth is. I think that makes sense. Okay, Jupiter is one-tenth the radius of the sun. It is 11 times the radius of the Earth. Okay, so now let's look at the last planet, technical planet, at the edge of our solar system, Neptune. Neptune is 30, 30 AU from the sun. So it is 30 times the distance from the sun as Earth is from the sun. Okay, so back to Jupiter again. Jupiter is 5 AU, Neptune is 30 AU. Neptune is approximately four times the radius of Earth. Again, Jupiter is 11 times the radius of the Earth. Neptune is four. So Neptune is, let's just say, approximately one-third the radius of Jupiter. All right, so what is the effect of these two planets on our solar system? So Jupiter, its effect on the solar system is it literally affects everything. And part of the reason for that is because of its size, its mass, its radius, and every other thing about it, it literally affects the sun directly. It affects the sun's orbit. Uh, we've talked about before about the very center and how the center of the solar system is kind of the sun, but kind of not because of Jupiter. So let's talk about Neptune's effect on their solar system. So there is a, a group of objects that you should be familiar with that is in our solar system called the asteroid belt. It lies between Mars and Jupiter. They think that it came from a planet that was trying to form, but because of Jupiter's giant massiveness, uh, the gravitational pulls shredded it before it could ever really form into a planet. Okay, what's important here is that past Neptune, there is a similar group of objects. It is part of what is known as the Kuiper Belt. Uh, Pluto is considered to be part of this Kuiper Belt. So, Neptune, 30 AU from the Sun. The Kuiper Belt starts at around 30 AU from the Sun and goes till approximately 55 AU from the Sun. So, Basically, twice the distance from the sun, as Neptune is, is the edge of the Kuiper Belt. There are a few objects in the Kuiper Belt, because of their strange orbits around the sun, that goes far out as 100 AU from the sun. Okay, So we're talking the vastness of our solar system. It's, it's mind-bendingly huge. Okay, So Neptune and Jupiter, you got the picture there. The second thing I want to talk about here is lighthouses. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, I'm sure, has heard of or seen a lighthouse. If you've seen Pete's Dragon, you've seen a lighthouse. The lighthouse technology or concept goes back to at least the, the time of Alexandria. They're saying two of the most famous lighthouses, and by they, I mean, you know, the people who do all the they stuff. One is called Pharaohs of Alexandria, and the other one is called Tower of Hercules. Uh, for all intents and purposes, it appears as if they were built sometime around 100 BC to 200 AD. And we've obviously had many lighthouses since then. These lighthouses have served 
uh, one primary function, and it is navigational aid. Obviously, people who are seafaring folk, they, they need to be able to identify certain things. Two specifically are safe passage to harbor and warnings of obstacles. Because of a, um, a word that's been ricocheting throughout my head over the last few weeks, the summer's been kind of rough for my family. We've had some challenges, uh, whether it's you know illnesses, whether it's death, uh, a variety of other things. And one of the things that's become very apparent to me personally is how helpless we can feel when we're faced with these challenges, how we want to try to help, and yet we cannot either see how or what we can do, especially to affect large groups of people. I mean, for heaven's sakes, look at the country and the state of it right now. If you watch the news, which granted I don't do a lot of because it's so depressing, it's well, this side of the political side uh, hates the other side for this reason. Well, and this side hates that side for this reason. Just a whole bunch of nastiness. How can we affect the hundreds of millions of people or billions of people of this earth and all the challenges that we're facing? It's kind of daunting. As I've been pondering this, the one word that keeps ricocheting across my mind is the concept of being a beacon. And so I chose the illustration of Neptune and the lighthouse to talk about this idea of being a beacon. The reason for Neptune and comparing it to Jupiter was to give you the idea that Neptune, albeit is substantially larger than the Earth, is still significantly smaller than Jupiter and so far out in our solar system that you would think that maybe with the exception of Uranus, its neighboring planet, it really won't affect the solar system too much. Astronomers have found well over 100,000 specifically identified objects in the Kuiper Belt, with the potential of millions of them out there. Neptune, by itself, 30 times the distance from the sun, affects all of them in one way, shape, or form. And so I'm, I'm bringing this illustration to light because the idea here is that we have the potential, whether we want to or not, whether we're trying to or not, we affect so much of the world around us and so many people in the world around us. It's part of the reason why we have to be careful what we do or say, because ultimately we are either pulling up or pushing down those around us. Like Neptune, our effect is extremely far reaching. And that awareness can be good, as long as we understand how to harness that. The reason for the lighthouses is we should be a beacon of light to push back the darkness. And that's one of the things that lighthouses do, especially at nighttime. As the sailors are passing them, they see these lights and they know they mean, hey, either there's a harbor nearby that I can pull into and they're going to guide me safely there, or there's danger around and I should be aware of it. And so these lighthouses serve a very important purpose. And so for me, this concept of being a beacon is defined in a few ways. One is you have to stand out. You cannot be the same as everything else around you or you blend in. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be super eccentric. But it does mean that in your efforts to try to lift your neighbors, yourself, others up, you need to be doing so in such a way that you really do ultimately stand out. You are going to be different from those around you. Because if you're just part of the rest of the group, then you're either lifting up or pushing down at the same rate everyone else is. Where's the change in the world from that? Where's the change in the one person from that? Being a beacon also means pushing darkness back. If you're pushing the darkness back, then ultimately you're shedding light. There's a great song that was recently released by a band named Skillet. 
And the song is called Terrifying the Dark. And, and as I listen to the song over and over again, it just makes me feel this need to try to help declutter the world a little bit from the standpoint of um, seeing the hope and the joy. When you're a beacon, that's one of the things you do, whether you try to or not, is you are, you are, uh, you are showing through your light hope and joy. If, on the other hand, what you're doing is you're causing despair and darkness, then you are literally the opposite of being a beacon. So as far as like personal examples or samples in my life that I've seen of people who have been examples of a beacon, uh, there's an individual that I work with who I will just simply give the initials of E.M. He is a person who I have never, ever seen uh, a lack of a smile on his face, meaning he smiles all the time. And every single time I meet him, it's a big handshake and, hey, how are you? And how are the kids? I get those from other people. But there's just that little bit of extra from him that when he walks away, I feel that much better in life because of that short interaction with him. To me, that's an example of being a beacon, standing out and pushing a darkness away. Another example was a little something that I myself actually did when I was in high school. Um, There was an individual who had a locker near me. I never learned her name, which is quite terrible of me, but I'm terrible with names, so I guess that's my excuse. And every single time I saw her, I always said hi. That simple, just hi. And sometime near the tail end of the year, I had a note that was stuck into my locker. And the note just simply said, thank you for always being so kind to me and always saying hi. To me, I couldn't help but smile because even though I never learned her name or really anything about her, I at least made the effort to acknowledge her existence and try to say something positive. Have you ever walked down the hall at school or work or the grocery store and tried to acknowledge a person walking towards you with a head nod or a smile and they just stare straight ahead and don't acknowledge you? Now, who knows what's going on in their lives? I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I would argue that the person who tries to acknowledge those around them in a positive and uplifting way, they are being a beacon. Another example happened to one of my children in school. Uh, this particular child of mine, and I guess all of my family members in one way, shape, or form, struggle with anxiety. And school can be a really anxious place. And so this person who's been through school for a few years now is starting to get through the ropes. Their counselor pulled them into the office and said, I have a new child who is starting. They're barely coming into the school, and they struggle with some of the same things as you. Can you help them? And my son said, absolutely. So he took him around the school. He showed him things. He introduced him to his friends, and he... He tried to give him the opportunities that he himself didn't get when he first got into school. That absolutely is a spectacular example of being a beacon. Is my son going to get anything out of it? Well, perhaps not directly, but it's certainly going to help lift his own life up in his efforts to help this other person. And I absolutely expect that other person is going to get something out of it. There is an anime out there that's become one of my family's favorite animes, and it is called My Hero Academia. I've mentioned it before on this podcast. One of the main characters in there, the, for lack of a better word, superhero in the story, his name is All Might. And one of the things that sets him apart is that he always is smiling, no matter what is happening, when he's facing one or many bad guys. It's not a question of whether he wins or loses. It's the attitude he has towards it. And you learn throughout the story that the reason he has the attitude is because he is a giver of hope for people. He wants them to have something to look up to and to have hope towards. 
which you don't have to be a superhero to do. You can be that beacon without having superpowers. Fantastic enemy, by the way, you should check it out. So to bring this back full circle to, to the quote that I use throughout this podcast, what if the only way to achieve your maximum potential is to be a beacon to others and push the darkness away, bringing them hope and joy? So, and now what? Now, I want us all to look at our own lives and ask ourselves, is our words or our actions bringing joy and hope to those around us and pushing the darkness away? Or are we bringing darkness and despair? Be happy. Have a spectacular week. And remember that you're worth it. And as you're departing this podcast, remember that when Chuck Norris looks in a mirror, nothing appears. There can only be one Chuck Norris.